So boom, we're here. (laughs) Welcome to the inaugural episode of the Please Do Tell podcast. I am your homegirl, Ronika, and I am so happy to be in your ears, in your car, wherever you are. I'm happy to be there with you. And for a lot of my friends that have been following, even when I dropped the podcast name, they are finally like, okay, girl, finally, it's here. It's here. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. So thank you for tuning in. And I'm just going to get right to it. So you probably already seen the title of the episode for today. And it's what's in a name. So I want to be able to send you on a journey of what it's been like to be identified by different names, by way of systemic racism, white privilege, neighborhoods, families, associates, um, publishing, all of that, how it's almost... (laughs) For some people, like, is she having an identity crisis? No, but it has been a struggle on many occasions to figure out who I am and how I want to be identified. So growing up, had numerous nicknames. Grew up in Ben Harbor, Michigan, in the part of town where... Um, it was quite diverse. It was, I had black neighbors, I had white neighbors. Um, I had Latino, um, neighbors, Latinx neighbors. And it was a great experience growing up. And (laughs) it was so much fun that I would even stay out late. You know, the streetlights, why would I... Street lights, y'all know where I'm at. I'm across the street outside catching lightning bugs. Like, why do I need to come in? So, when I would push it to the limit, you know, on the verge of uh, something happening to me, like a whooping or something, <laughs> uh, my siblings would call down the street and say, Neek, Neek, it's time to come home. So, even to this day, when I run into people from the neighborhood that I grew up in, or even when we're conversing on social media, they usually identify me as Neek Neek, which is okay. I even find a little chuckle because I feel like that nickname is attached to some wonderful memories growing up. Wonderful. But there's some memories when it comes to other nicknames that aren't so pleasant. Um, My family identifies me as as Nika, which I love because it's even how some people um, in my family say my name. Nika, Nika. They usually sing it because I'm usually singing everyone else's names. So um, I love hearing my family call me by my nickname, but... I had a situation when I was in high school. I had had my first internship, and it was a corporate job, like for real, 40 hours a week in the summer. 
It was great. Like I had a big girl office, really feeling like, you know, I'm that I'm that deal, right? So I had the best supervisor for the summer. The best. But he was he was a veteran in the game, so he was pulled into a lot of meetings. So it was a lot of me finding things to do, asking um, his coworkers if there was anything that I could do for them if I was already done with my work for the day. I was even helping filing stuff, going through um, the archives and everything. That's another story for another day, <laughs> how I fell in love with the archives. But I had a situation with a woman that was an engineer and she said I would like to call you Ronnie and that didn't sit well with me at all it didn't sit well and um so I chewed on it for a little bit and I even went home and anyone that (laughs) knows my dad knows that he had a huge problem with um people trying to rename you without your permission. So my dad used quite colorful language and he was like, it's three effing syllables. What do you mean they can't pronounce Ranika? And I went back to work the next day. And once again, I was, I was in the office by myself and this woman didn't know that I was in there. I was in the office next to one of her coworkers, and she said, have you seen Ronnie? Mind you, this was a white woman, and she was talking to a black man, only black man that was working in the front office, in one of the front office. And he, he looked like, Ronnie, who is that? And she said, the little black girl. That was a moment in time for me that I knew I didn't want to be identified or I didn't want anyone to rename me for the sake of their convenience. So I completed that internship that summer, learning so much, wondering if this is what corporate America was going to be like for me and did I want any parts of it. (laughs) So... About my senior year of high school, one of my close friends at the time, her mom, was like, oh, well, we we can turn this into a positive. You're Ronnie girl. You know, Ronnie, R-O-N-N-I. You're the girl version of your dad. I liked it. It was, it fit me. And I even had on, I had the (laughs) t-shirt, the high school t-shirt to prove it. And I was fine with that. I was absolutely fine with that. So I, over these last even months, with everything that's been going on with COVID and George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, say their names, okay? Um, I really began to process what systemic racism has looked like for me and when did these names or these name changes happen for me and 
why, why did I allow some of them to continue? So the Ronnie nickname, I dropped the girl when I was in college and I was just going by Ronnie and it was fine. It was fine because for the most part, I was around people that look like me and I was okay with it. I'm still okay with it because I'm still very close friends with those people to this day. But I never wanted it to be a situation where even a professor is like, oh, I'm going to call you Ronnie. No, no, it's Ronika. I'll even answer to Miss Williams. That's fine, too. So how did I become RJ? How did I become RJ? I began writing, blogging. And then I decided to write a children's book. And I and I said to myself, I wanted to be in the same playing field as the R.L. Steins, J.K. Rawlings. And I want to be a bit of a mystery. But why did I continue to use RJ outside of my writing and in professional settings, even such as my current position? Why did I say I want the kids that I work with, the youth that I work with, to identify me as Miss RJ? Coming back to your hometown can be a little tough. You can have those feelings of, will I survive here? Survive like mentally, not survive like there's there's opportunities around here. But will I be able to survive mentally, physically, emotionally? What will that look like? So when I started working for and with the youth, I never wanted it to be a situation where my past and my past saying that, you know, old relationships from high school and college would come to the forefront and hinder me from helping these young people. I know you're probably like, girl, what are you, what, huh? You know, when you when you go back to your hometown or even go back to your old neighborhood and they're like, you used to go, to, you used to go with such and such. And even though you've grown out of that, there are some people that have not. So respecting it both ways. But I wanted to be respected as a grown woman, a grown woman that has separated herself from past relationships and friendships. But then also realizing that's also a part of my story. That's a, That's been a part of my journey that has made me the person that I am today. So why is it necessary for me to go from RJ to Ranika? My dad named me Ranika. 
I was born the day after his mother's birthday. And he was beyond proud to name me Ranika. And for previous years, even before he died, I really thought about why was I not getting into these positions that I'm qualified for? And so on my resume, I went from putting Ronika Williams on there to doing RJ. Let's see well, how many bites I'll get from, from being RJ. And it's crazy because RJ was, for a moment, it was getting me a seat at the table because you didn't know if I was a guy or a girl. You didn't know if I was black or white. But I automatically thought if you saw... Ronique on that resume, I wouldn't be considered. And a lot of times I felt like that was the case. But there was one thing that um, inspired me and continues to inspire me when I see my sisters that have a beautiful cultural name such as myself. And they're unapologetic about it. Even in my 30s, I'm saying that there's people that are younger than me. There are people that are older than me. People that are the same age as me that inspire me with their strength, with their courage to walk in that truth. So today, today. I am here to say that unless I say otherwise, my name is Ronika Williams. Until further notice. (laughs) And it's been a it's been a journey for me to get to that space of I'm not erasing my past, but I'm embracing it because my past got me to where I am today. So if I was to continue on this path of just not going by my real name or wanting to do a name change or whatever, I would be erasing a piece of me. So that's what's in my name. That's what's in the name. So we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Season four. Season four of the Photography Love Letters campaign for the final 48 project. Mouthful, but let me tell you what it is. So the final 48 project was a project that was founded in 20. 15, 2015, collected his first story in 2014, but began really traveling and collecting the stories of grief in the black community. And they are on their fourth season of bringing you these stories of triumph and encouragement through the platform. 
So if you want to ever participate with the project, you can go to www.final, F-I-N-A-L, the numbers 48.org and sign up. Do contact us. There's a form and you can sign up to tell your story. The Final 48 Project is the journey of grief in the black community. All right, y'all, we are back and we're going to segue into a segment called Grief Talk Tuesday. So Grief Talk Tuesday is when we just basically tell stories of what it's like, the whole grieving process. You can either talk about your person, talk about a situation, just any type of grief. So today, since we're talking about what's in a name, I want to talk about one of the last trips that I took this year before COVID consumed our lives. So in 2000 and 16? Yes, 2016. It was in January. I was going through my dad's stuff. It was a little black book and there was an address in there. Now, when I was in college, I had to do a project on a family tree and my dad's side was a little complicated because I remember him saying a while ago that there was a name change. So I can even remember where I was. I was in the Burger King line. I was getting me a Whopper Junior Value meal. And I called my dad and I said, um, I have to do this family tree and I need some help with your side. So he said, oh, you know, I don't know much. But I know that there was a name change. So he gave me the name change. He gave me the last name. And I pretty much didn't do too much with it after that. So fast forward. It was, like I said, January of 2016. I find this little black book. And it just says addresses. So something told me to flip to the S's. So flip to the S and it was a name written and I clearly, I can vividly remember my grandmother's handwriting. I said, oh my gosh, that's my granny's handwriting. The name was in her handwriting. The address was in my dad's handwriting. No phone number, no nothing, just the address, right? So I began to Google, 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 and a name popped up. So I said, okay, well, let me see if this person at least has a Facebook. So I Facebook messaged him in January. He responded in August of 2016. We talked the following day for maybe 15, 20 minutes. And he gave me a little rundown of the family and, you know, a little bit of the name change and why the name change happened. And he said at the end of the call, well, we family. Short, long story short, we're family. So when I think of this, what's in a name and why that name change happened? I want the answers to why it happened. Of course, I have a lot of questions 
and from interviewing family over the last couple of years and trying to complete this final um, thesis project for graduation. What does that look like? And knowing if I would have never, ever been bold enough to reach out to Kelvin, I wouldn't have some of the best memories that I've had in the last couple of years. So my last trip was to Alabama to see my cousin Kelvin. And you ever, (laughs) he was something, he came into my life at a time when I really needed him, like really needed him. And my dad has been deceased for seven years. And I met Kelvin four years after my dad died. Now, family never talked about this name change. It was always just very hush. Um, didn't really want to bring it up a lot. But there was so many, I feel like it was a branch of my ancestral tree that was just gone. Because what if I would have never found that black book? I wouldn't be friends with the steels and I wouldn't know so much about my past and, and really understand that a lot of my traits come from that side of the family. So I'm honored. I'm honored to be a steel. Honored to have that bloodline go pumping through my veins. Like I'm I get chills just thinking about it. And I'm gonna have to share the story of why the name change happened and why it's so important for me to tell that story, especially from a ancestral point of view. But what's in that name? That name is legacy. And I'm just so proud to be a part of it. So it's a lot of times we feel like, oh, you know, someone has done this in the past and we're embarrassed and I don't care what happened. The people that I've connected with, the family that I've met, the stories that I've heard, I would have never received them if I would have never been bold enough to take these these trips and ask these these questions about our family's past. So what's in that name even on social media which uh, my Instagram handles are still ends is it's legacy. And it's a legacy that I'm so proud to be a part of. We'll be right back. Oh, I know. It's time. It's time to wrap up the show. Did it really go by that fast? I guess it did. Anyways, so this episode is actually landing on election day. For the primaries in Michigan. So, 
What does that look like for us? Getting out and voting. Hopefully you've already, if you don't plan on getting going out to the polls, you've already sent in your absentee ballot. That is great. Kudos to you. But the importance of voting, exercising your right to vote. Do you know how many people have died so we can vote? So please, y'all, get out today and vote. Vote like none other today and in November. Our lives are depending on it, okay? The future is depending on it. Another special thing about today is it is my president's birthday, President Barack Obama. So it's also, you know, very special about today. But what's super duper special is that I wanted to be able to get this episode out on my sister's birthday. So I want to say a special happy birthday to my sister, Jennifer, and a special happy birthday to my very close sister, Kendra, and lean in on this one. There is another Ronika Williams, and we actually met in person, and she also has the same birthday as my sister. So happy birthday to the other Ronika Williams as well. (laughs) So that's what's so special. I'm like, I need to get this episode out today. Today. I need to get it out today. So it'll be premiering on their birthdays. So happy birthday to all y'all, all y'all, all all y'all. So that wraps up the show. I hope to see you real soon in person (laughs) and I will be back next week with a brand new episode. So be thinking about what story can I tell today? What story can I tell someone today? What story can encourage someone else today? Believe me, someone's waiting on it. So please do tell.